Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com the April Gates Group and Zion Canyon Real Estate have been specializing in helping Southern Utah clients buy and sell property for over 18 years. We can help you too. Call or text April today, 435-632-8869, 435-632-8869. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Good job. Nobody's going <laughs> to join in with the Welcome Back Cotter well, song with me. I am struggling to get You're this. doing your job. I, You're yes. doing your job and that's okay. I will do my job. Hello. Welcome, everyone. We are so happy to have you here with us and we are happy to be here ourselves. Um, we are a great day to talk and my name is... Jill, it hasn't changed <laughs> yet, unless you're dealing with pill. And to my far right is the beautiful, lovely Patricia, otherwise known as Patty. And here tonight with us, we have um, a very special guest. But before we introduce our very special guest, we want to send out lots of love and hugs to Kim Michelle tonight, who is not able to be with us this evening. And we miss you, friend. We love you. And we're sending all the love and hugs to you and Scott tonight. And so just know that we're thinking of you. Yeah, and sure. um, oh, and Sean's here. Sean, Sean, I won't say it, but, but I'll abbreviate it. Happy HB, Sean. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say... They say it's your birthday. Na, 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 na. It's my birthday too, yeah. Na, na. He's going to turn us off. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his fingers going oh, straight. He's like, oh. okay, I can shut this music down I'm right gonna now. I'm going to shut you down. Oh, 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 sorry. Show's over. All right. Thanks for listening to a great day to talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Told Happy ya. birthday, 39. Yes. Thank you for letting us be here, Sean. And sharing your special hour with us. Well, it was either hang out with you guys or go out and get a steak dinner. And I chose you guys. <laughs> oh, winner, winner, winner. I don't need a creme brulee tonight. I need to hear my friends talk. Oh, because it's always a great day to talk. Shoot. Oh, my gosh. Cheese ball. But really, Sean, happy birthday. And thanks for all you do for us. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great evening. Okay, so, so Patty, I'm going to throw it to you because I know. we... We love our special guest, but sure I know do. that you would like to introduce our special guest I do. Tonight. You know, this girl weighed in at like five pounds. <laughs> she was a few weeks early. Lots of weeks early. Lots of weeks. Six weeks early? What? It was five. Five weeks early, mm -hmm. yeah. What? And was teeny, teeny, tiny. And her mom strolled back home in her 
tight jeans. I'm all really. Oh, I hate she you. Sure did. Yeah, wow. I I rolled in in my husband's jeans. <laughs> I rolled home in my maternity pants. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kia was so tiny, and uh, so I'm super excited to introduce um, my friend and niece, Kia Blake, who is a very successful mortgage loan officer here in Southern Utah, and super on the pulse of what is happening. And because things are changing all the time and all the misinformation or what the media says, we thought, why don't we get the expert here? Yes. And we've definitely had uh, April Gates here and, and talked about mm-hmm. real estate before. But tonight we thought, okay, how are we going to get that real estate? So let's get the facts. 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 So here we I am are, with my book. Yes. Know, my notes, my pen, notes. my paper. Yes. Yep. What and I want to know, Patty, is how come our friends are so successful and we are we are successful. Excuse me. You are downplaying <laughs> our position and our pulse on the teenage soul. Well, I guess that's true. And I guess we did send students to be successful yeah. people. Right? I taught Kia yeah. in 19... 19- 1999. What was your, when did you graduate? 2001 or two? Two. 2002. So I taught you in 2000. In mm-hmm. I was her Spanish teacher, her <laughs> yep. sophomore in year. Y2K. Yeah. Spanish. Oh yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then my psychology teacher. Yep. Yep. My goodness. It's and a small world. It Hot is girl. a small world. And Key is also a, you were in college as a, to be a writer, a journalist. Um, Yeah. Yeah. English. Yep. English. And then, of course, we had her uh, younger sister, Brianne, on a year ago, who is a copywriter, English graduate, and book lover, as, as well has a podcast about books, yes. Brief, if you remember, and um, is currently writing a book, which is exciting. So we'll so have to have fantastic. her on again. So, And then they have another sister who's also a super genius. So, mm-hmm. Just all the all the smart nieces I have. I love it. Yeah. I love it, too. I do, too. So anyway, Kia, <laughs> we're excited to have you. Kia Blake, thank you for being here tonight. Yes. Thank you Tell for us. bringing your brain to educate us and our listener friend at home. <laughs> <laughs> our friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us what should we do? Are we nervous? Are we not nervous? Do we? Um, I know that someone said they were they were supposed to be building um, some more duplexes and they mm-hmm. decided we're going to hold off. And I said, well, that's what starts the recession when everyone just pulls out right. and decides mm-hmm. not to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Or is that the right way to handle this? So I think a lot of builders, I mean, they were around when the housing crash happened. They're nervous for sure. Yeah. And they should be. I mean, it's it's kind of just personal they might just be filling things out. So I know there's a local builder in town that also kind of pulled out to fill things out and reset the pace for the subs because the subs are used to, you know, this fast pace and, and, um, going from one job to the next job to the next yeah. job to the next job. And well, also and higher in demand. prices mm-hmm. and in demand and things are shifting. So I know there's a big builder in town that kind of put a pause on it to not scare them, but just kind of give them a little like, Hey, things are changing. Yeah. Just yeah. a wake up call. Yeah. 
One thing I think that um, will be helpful is if, and I'll be the one that jumps in because I know the least amount of construct, at uh, least about construction. I know the least about banking and all those kinds of things. I mean, the two of you really are more in that arena than I am. I don't know any. Well, I would <laughs> guess that you probably know a little more than I do. So when I hear vocab that um, maybe I think that somebody might know, I'm going to do like a, okay, sub. So Kia subs are like subcontractors that do the electrical work that come in and do. It's Framing, not just oh, cement, right. electrical yeah. cabinets. Right. Because typically yeah. it's not Paint. one person that comes in and builds the entire house. Mm -hmm. That person then subs well, it creates uh, relationships out. and, and yeah. what, uh, what she's uh, alluding to, too, or talking about, which is really on point, is that a lot of contractors will have um, certain subcontractors that they use all the time that right. are loyal to them and um, give them a fair price because it has to, they have to be trusted. I, right. I'm trust, mm -hmm. I don't need to go out and get a million bids because I trust that you're going to give me the right bid because you're going to follow me from house to house to house. Yes. And um, so what's kind of happened is um, because we were in such uh, demand for subcontractors, we, we lost a lot of trades, tradesmen. Mm -hmm. And so people would come to a job and say, I will double you, your pay if you leave this house right now yes. and come over here and frame mine. And Poachers. so, yeah, exactly. And that was, that was a couple years ago. That's not been happening, but, um, and nowadays, uh, uh, subcontractors are like, well, I'm in high demand, so you're going to wait and I'll get to mm -hmm. you when I get to you and, um, not trying to, you know, they're not hungry. Right. And so what we need to create is a balance. Like yeah. we don't want you to be, you know, hungry, but we don't want you to be um, passive aggressive. Yeah. Like I'll get to, you you know, when I get to you, mm, let's right. just be, let's just legitimately work through things and charge reasonable prices. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate whoever you're talking about because yeah. that's, uh, that's happening. Kind of the reset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it helps. Yeah, reset it, and I th everybody needs to be a little hungry. Yeah, competitive a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but so. not. Um, you know, I my husband's a builder, and he's been on the podcast. But I know he he's had this kind of up and down where some of the subcontractors have been. Oh, we'll be there when we can get there because mm -hmm. we're super busy because of the high demand. <coughs> and in the last couple of weeks, he's had someone say, okay, uh, I'm what all you yours. What, what you can got? you do? Mm -hmm. And so there is going to be, a, there'll, there'll mm -hmm. be a little bit of that correction. Yeah. So. But it's, it's a correction, not necessarily a crash. Not like, no. a, not like a new trend coming up. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Cause we see, and we hear so much <laughs> on the news. Mm -hmm. What is it that you can share with us as to where it really is at right now? Based on your experience as a mm -hmm. mortgage lender. Okay. So I, um, I mean, obviously nobody really knows what's going to happen. Um, things are definitely inflated and that was driven by the low interest rates that happened during COVID, which was driven by the Fed buying mortgage bonds and pushing rates down on purpose. Okay. So will you explain that just a little so, bit more okay, so in the, layman's terms? In layman's terms, I'll, I'll try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the Fed, they, they don't control mortgage rates. They can, when he was buying mortgage bonds back then, it was pushing interest rates down. 
um, which was artificially pushing them down to try and stimulate the economy because of everything that was going on with COVID. And it, it worked. And now he's doing the opposite, trying to fight the inflation that was was or was not created by that um, experience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, gas is a whole nother story. But um, and so now he's buying or sorry, raising the Fed rate, which is not the mortgage rate directly. People think, you know, oh, the the rate just got, he just pushed it up. He, I always refer to it as one person. It's I was going to say, can you clarify who he is? So Jerome Powell is in um, now, but it, there's a group of them. It's not just a he, it's the, the Fed the that's Fed. doing it. Yes. With so, several heads in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the bank rate. So basically the rate that the bank can borrow at, and then each individual bank does what they want from there. So um, it doesn't directly affect the mortgage rate when that happens, but the mortgage rate also doesn't like it. So it they kind of play off of each other, and it's you never know when the Fed's going to meet. Plan on a little bit of chaos, because which we've right seen now. in the last yes. two quarters, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you anticipate for the next quarter? So he's the reason they are are raising it is to fight the inflation, and this has happened in the past, um, and it's worked when they've raised the bank rate to fight inflation. And when inflation comes down, that does directly affect mortgage rates. So the last inflation report that came out um, shifted things down from, I believe it was 9.1%, and now we're at like 8.4%. What was the um, point? Oh, inflation. Inflation, okay, yes. So that, to 8.4. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when that report came out, rates actually got better. And um, and if in those reports continue to improve. to improve, rates will continue to improve. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. And is it okay? I'll I'll leave it at that because I'm going to digest that. So okay. I I just want to clarify: the Fed rate is a specific number, mm-hmm. and then that's what the banks can um, borrow. That's what they can borrow from. from. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the banks can get money from the Fed federal government for say 2%. And then the banks say they add that on to their mortgage rate and mm-hmm. then they make their money by adding another 2% or whatever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever yeah. they want. Okay. And the banks compete with each other in mm-hmm. that rate, correct? Yes. So that really is ultimately set by banks competing. Mm-hmm. Are mortgage rates different in different states? States, no. So what typically affect, I mean, there's a lot of things that affect rates and rates change Um I mean, they're fickle. They can change multiple times a day. We get updates. Sometimes I get text messages anytime they're changing. And sometimes it's really annoying because it's a lot. But, um, you know, your credit score, there's different tiers for your credit score matters. The type of property, single family residence, manufactured home, condo, townhouse, that matters. Um, Primary residence, investment property, second home, that matters. Um, So there's a lot of different things that play into... What interest rate rate everybody can get. Yes. So that's why it's important to shop when you're, when you are pricing things out, because not every lender can give you the same pricing either because they're either their overhead is higher or, you know, whatever reason behind that. Yes. So they can only compete to a certain degree. Yes. Based on their Mm -hmm. personal, other, not personal, but their business situation. Their business situation. Yes. Got it. So, so I remember back in like 2005, 2006, when 2008, when, when, it, started happening. when it all started and a lot of it was because appraisals were 
being shot up. So praise inflated. Are inflated. Mm-hmm. And then um, everyone, well, not everyone, but so many people were getting interest only loans mm-hmm. and then the, a balloon and then they would get, you know, for however many years and then they'd yeah. have to. What was the arm called? Adjustable rate mortgage. Right. So there were those at and, that time And too. there still mm-hmm. are today. You can still get yes. adjustable rate mortgage, which I heard that because, you know, for seven years you can lock in for an, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. So just <laughs> help me out. Yeah. We're, we're the students yeah. here for sure. You can get a, let's say we lock it in today at 4%, but after those seven years, mm-hmm. um, you get whatever it is. So unless you refinance, right? right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you recommend a arm an arm right now? Um, no. <laughs> It's no different. Is there a reason some people do adjustable rate mortgage over just like 30 year fixed? The interest rate, depending on the scenario with all those things that I just talked about that goes into what your rate is, sometimes an arm is more beneficial because the rate's lower. For, so for seven years, you get that lower rate compared to what a 30 year fixed right. is. If you're going to pay off your house in seven years, yes, that if, makes sense. Or refinance. Or refinance. Yes. Like savvy investors, if they, they, they do this over and over and over again, they're used to an arm and they're comfortable with it. Let's, I mean, great. But a first time home buyer, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so back with 2008, I mean, that was... People comparing now to then, it's totally different because of what was happening with lending in 2008. Bundling. Um, yes. So lending, when you got a mortgage back then, I mean, you could walk into a loan officer's office and say, I make this amount of money. I have this amount of assets. I want to buy this million dollar home. And it was a stated income, no asset. You didn't have to verify anything. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, also, those arms, those adjustable rate mortgages, loan officers weren't educating enough back then to let them know, Hey, in seven years, you need to get out of this thing or, you know, they'd never seen anything like the housing crash happen before. So they weren't prepared, preparing them. They weren't. Yeah. The loan officers weren't prepared and they weren't preparing their clients for that. Were you doing mortgages back then? I was just starting in 2008. Yeah. Okay. And then also what about the interest only loans that were happening back then? Yeah, same same situation. I mean, it was they weren't paying anything down mm-hmm. on their house. They and were just paying. It was like crashed. a rent. Yeah. yeah. So they're paying yeah. uh, interest on mm-hmm. a house they really probably don't. couldn't afford. Yeah. So now, because of the housing crash, I mean, as a loan officer, you are highly governed on what you can and cannot do. And underwriting is, I mean, it's anybody trickier. that's bought a house in the last couple of years, especially during COVID, it's hard. Interesting. You know, you, there's a lot of paperwork you have to provide. So. Would you say that even though maybe prices are getting inflated, prices, I think home prices and costs mm-hmm. are com- are coming down a little, mm-hmm. but um, still it's better to buy than rent? Yeah. I, That's your professional opinion. opinion. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what would you say to somebody who maybe is in an $1,800 or $2,200 rental situation? Mm-hmm. Are there even houses out there? that you can get for the same price. Yeah. Depending on your down payment. Right. Right. Which is going to affect yeah. lots of people in lots of ways, mm-hmm. especially if you're young and you're paying 18 to $2,200 right. a month. Your, right. Your savings is probably, yeah. yeah. Right. So, well, you're probably paying 18 to 22 
but you can only get qualified for fourteen to fifteen hundred a month. That might be possible too. Right. I've seen that scenario where it's like well, I can mm-hmm. pay this for rent, but I can't get qualified for, for the a equal house. amount I'm yeah. paying for rent. Right. right. Yeah. Because what's the what's the average percentage you want your house payment to be of your income? So we can go up to forty five to fifty percent. Okay. With total debt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, total um, debt, not total just house debt, debt. Not just house yeah, debt. I right. know. I think it's. I think Dave Ramsey says don't go over thirty-five, but I think that's yeah. what I would say I've the heard, average. Even if it's Dave Ramsey or not, I think yeah. that's what, thirty-three to thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I'd say the average I see is forty. Forty percent. Mm-hmm. I see. So we make a hundred percent of our income, and forty percent is in debt with our house payment and yeah. cars or whatever, mm-hmm. and then sixty percent to live on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I say. You know, rent buy versus rent is better. Buying is better. I think I said that weird. Um, is because home prices are still projected to increase, even if it's smaller. So the correction we're seeing is we saw crazy, you know, twenty percent or more appreciation happen a year. Normal average is like four to five percent a year. Wow. So we're coming back down to the normal. Four to five percent appreciation a year, and not the crazy twenty. Twenty percent, yeah. yeah. Probably never go back down below that twenty percent that increased, right? I, this was a question I was having with one of my coworkers today: mm-hmm. was whether or not prices are going to go back down to a closer range from what they were before this twenty percent increase no, on I house values. I think I think house values. So maybe a year ago, my house, let's say, a house could have appraised for a million dollars. Is it still going to appraise for a million dollars today? Because mm-hmm. that was that twenty that was inflated, right? Or is it going mm-hmm. to go down and then depreciate? I, I, yeah, and I don't, I don't think it appreciates or depreciates. In fact, I think um, a, a house is only worth what it someone will pay for. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it, let's say it, it well, you just got to find someone that's going to pay what you want. And then there's the, there's the statistical average of what, you know, I mean, there's a reason they look at comps, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you can count on what someone will pay for your house when you're looking so at that's comps, where, right? Yeah. So when things started to get really take off with home values and the bidding wars and people bidding over asking and everything, appraisals weren't coming in because appraisers have to look back. And at comps, mm-hmm. they can't. Real estate agents are projecting what's happening and seeing uh-huh. what's going on. So there was a clash there for a while of, you know, keeping up with what's happening in the market because appraisers they have to. I mean, they're governed by what they the, the adjustments that they can do and everything. So there was a lot of values that didn't come in yet at all. Well, they. I mean, I I think the biggest difference I saw was like one hundred twenty five thousand off. It was a big home. Um, the seller or the buyer was still willing to pay that and they just brought in the difference. But, you know, within, within a month or so that value was already back Back because because of the craziness that was going on. Mm, Right. Yeah. But the inflation you think is going to slow. I, I don't think, so what was driving that was demand, not necessarily overinflated. I would say, yeah, demand was pushing that and we're still short. I think the last thing I saw was we're short by almost 4 million homes. For the demand that's out there in, in St. George, no, in, in the, the nation. nation. Oh, okay, I was in like, the nation. Wait a minute. So, no, in the what, nation, not what, here. What drove the demand? Um, 
COVID, I think, was part of it. People realized they didn't have to live in the big cities. They wanted more space. They started looking around stuck in their house going, I don't want to be here anymore. I need something bigger. I need a home office. I need a gym. I need, you know, I don't want to live in this state anymore. I want to live in that state. Right. We did see that on the we school We saw that a lot. Sure. A lot mm-hmm. of kids moved in from states that weren't back in school. One yeah. in the first year we went back to school after the, after the, I almost yeah, called it the 20... retirement, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that first quarterback in one class, I had 14 new students and probably half of them were from out of state. Oh, for sure. And the other half were from up north. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even up north because mm-hmm. they were... They were not, not back in school, school full yeah. time. Yeah. And so kids were moving here with grandparents or mm-hmm. or their families were moving right. or part of their families were yeah. moving. And, right. and I still see it. Um, I just met a girl that came here this year from Oregon and she said, or maybe Seattle, but she said schools are still not quite... Really? Back. I mean, they're back, mm-hmm. but not, she's like, it's just different. And so, yeah. but I did, I had Oregon, Seattle and Nevada and California, Texas. Oh, I had that one in addition to okay. the others. I had quite a few from Texas, yeah. but anyway. Okay. So not to like shift off of that so quickly, but that's pa- what was driving mm-hmm. prices mm-hmm. then yeah. was not yeah. necessary, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you know, I want to understand the the comment that a lot of people make. It's like so many people from California moving in, and we talked mm-hmm. to April about that. And April gave us some really interesting statistics that it's not driven by California move-ins. Mm-hmm. It's driven by you know, yes, out-of-state move-ins and northern Utah. northern Utah, northern Utah, yeah. And is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say a lot of northern Utah. I still see California. I still see other states coming in for uh-huh. sure. But it's, yeah, and it's a lot of investors too. Oh, because we have, is it because vacation we now have so or? many vacation rentals? Yeah. Is that what the it is? The vacation rental market, somehow St. George got known. I don't yeah. really know what happened there. But um, yeah, so I read something the other day that said another reason that this isn't like 2008 is in 2008, there weren't these massive investors buying up all the properties. So I don't know if the statistic is still exactly the same, but through the last two years, um, it's said that every one in four properties is purchased by an investor. Wow. So that's eating up a ton of properties Mm -hmm. here. And it's taking, I mean, I think that's, that's not just here, that's nationwide, but I think that's definitely here because of our vacation rental market. Right. And our location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we've always been a snowbird arena. Sure. People coming for our fantastic winters. Yeah. Wow. What are the trends with that then? That is the trend then. We're Mm -hmm. seeing investors coming mostly purchasing vacation rentals and how Mm -hmm. are we seeing those vacation rentals being utilized and being successful for these people that are renting? Um, You know, I don't, I don't know that for sure. I, yes. I mean, they're buying enough of them. There must be cash flowing. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know for sure, like how often they're booked out or anything like that, but right. yeah. Well, I know I have a couple of friends with vacation rentals here and, and there's seem to book up quite mm-hmm. a bit, Right. you know, I have a friend who has two and another friend that has one here and the, the friend that has one hasn't started renting yet, but the other one is pretty much. Well, and that's, I, we just <clears throat> stayed in a little vacation rental that our friends own in Greenwich. Do you know where Greenwich uh, uh, where's is? Where's that? No. Little, little, I don't even think it's technically a town. 
Um, it's uh, in Fish Lake. Oh, fun. Area. Okay, yeah. yeah. Really? And she says that they, over the summer, they'll see how the winter goes. They just bought it, but it's been booked out almost every weekend. Really? And it's just this little house in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because... It's, you know, I mean, the vacation rentals probably are under a different jurisdiction than like VRBOs and Airbnbs. No, I think it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. Really? Yeah. So that we can then Airbnb in St. George? Well, yeah, we, yeah, all, there are certain um, guidelines. So yeah. like Hurricane can only have so many. So as, as for block, yeah, the, there's, you had to by a permit to have a vacation rental, which is Airbnb or Verbo. And then um, when somebody dropped out, then maybe you could jump Mm -hmm. in. And um, in Washington, they don't allow VRBOs in my neighborhood, which is okay, whatever. But the people that bought the house across the street from me turned it in a vacation rental. And so the yard was always done. Oh, that one. No, okay. it was awesome. And right. the, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was a different car there every week and I didn't know my neighbors across the street and I don't anyway now, but the yard was so nice and everything was taken care of and then it got shut down. And now my neighbors don't take care of their yard and it makes me mad. Right. Right. I know. It does. I, hope I, know it does. I hope they're listening. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> I can't even I heard about the neighbors. I, I want to sell my house. Right. Well, and I had just heard and I know we're getting veered off off of what our topic is on this. It's VRBO, not complaining though, about your neighbor's yard. No. This. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, getting back to like the whole mortgage thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole idea of of doing a vacation rental. And so that is a large part of your the business that you're mm-hmm. seeing then. Yeah. One out of four is what you said, the statistic um, right Not now necessarily just vacation rentals, but investors in general that are renting it out to lease, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, not mm-hmm. just vacation right. rentals, yeah. Right, interesting. So, yeah, they're buying up a lot of the properties. And do they, most of them come in with cash first? Um, In the bigger cities, yeah. Here, I'd say, I mean, they've, they come in with what they need to. Yeah. I think a lot of investors do. Well, and as as uh, low as interest rates were, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got, f- you know, free, free money. money. Mm-hmm. Right. I heard um, that a lot. Yeah. This money's yeah. basically free. Why not? Why not let someone else and I keep my cash for and let it. that mm-hmm. happen? And yeah. yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So with interest rates, I mean, during COVID, that two and three percent, that was artificially bought down and I know that's what a lot of people want now and I don't I don't know that we'll ever get there again um before the crash or not the crash before COVID we were in the fours in 2019 and I've heard some projections from um Barry Habib he's a in the mortgage world he's the guy that you he's the guy. To. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's the, guy. the Dame Ra- Dave Ramsey in the he's mortgage the, world. Yeah. Is he the guy so, with the crystal ball? Mm, sure. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> so he's accurately, you know, projected things a lot, actually. So he's saying he thinks, depending on how the next inflation reports come in, we should be in the fours again by the end of this year, first of next year. Oh, gosh. And what are we right now? If I was going to go get a, a single family home, 30 year fixed with 20% down. Can't really answer that. Cause oh. there's so many factors. Oh, that cause we don't know. That. Oh, yeah. so we don't know what interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's because it's so specific 
And because we're so highly governed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't give it. So our, our interest rates, 5%, 6%. I have no idea. I'm sure I can Google Honestly, it. Honestly, I thought, I okay, I don't know, but I'm going to guess 7 Oh, no, I think mm, no. I thought they were, they were more like that? five and a quarter mm-hmm. okay. or something because I thought it was higher. But that just, you know, I don't pay attention. So well, that's just my yeah. guess. When I was in sixth grade <laughs> in 1980, when your mom graduated mm. from high school, <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents, uh, it was the Reagan Reagan years. And I think their mortgage was like 13 percent. Right. Well, you hear stories of them yeah. when they were much higher than even 18%. that. Yeah, eighteen yeah. percent interest rate. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what? I got, I got some rates here for what Google says the rates are today. Okay. Can I say those? Sure. Yeah. If I say them, it's okay. You but can you say them. I can't but, say them. Okay. According to Google, <laughs> because that's hundred percent reliable. Uh, Thirty. Ninety percent. Intrawebs. Thirty-year fixed five point eight seven. Okay. Fifteen-year fixed five point zero four five one arm four point three one. Jumbo okay. mortgage? What's jumbo? Oh, that is crazy because yeah. houses cost so much now yeah. and they're jumbo mm-hmm. loans. What is that? So anything over the, well, for Utah and nationwide, for the most part, there's some areas that are special and given a higher <laughs> loan amount, but uh, it's 647200 Anything over that loan amount? Is considered a jumbo. So oh. think about all the houses over yeah. so over six hundred forty-seven thousand two hundred. Yeah, is considered. Oh, that's jumbo. a weird oh number. Gosh. Why didn't they yeah, just say six hundred and fifty? I don't know. Six hundred and forty-seven thousand two hundred dollars and twelve cents. They had to have some kind of <laughs> so weird statistic. For they that. probably did. So we were at four hundred seventeen thousand was the max loan amount to stay conventional and not be jumbo, and the rate jumps quite drastically between conventional and jumbo. We were there for years until, you know, I would say, I don't remember when it switched actually, but it we were at 417 for a long time. Wow. So 417 yeah. was a jump, was anything over that over was considered a jumbo. So uh-huh. now it's, it's 674. Yeah. 47. 47. Yes. Okay. So it's, I and, think the j- and the rate jumps up. It costs more That's to what, borrow yeah. more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can do a first and second combo to avoid that, but the second mortgage rate is always higher. More. And mm-hmm. yeah. So there's ways to get away from jumbo if you don't have the down payment, but yeah. Man, so I they, didn't even know. That's It just tells yeah. you what bracket I'm in for sure. We usually find out in like the end of October, November, what the next year's max will be. And I, with everything going on, I'm sure they'll raise it again. We'll see. Wow. So do people, and I don't, I should listen to Dave Ramsey, but I know my kids do and my, Mm -hmm. you guys all do. It's, but would you say if you have your house at a a three and a half percent interest rate and you pull cash out, you pull your equity out to pay off maybe cars or toys that have a higher interest Mm -hmm. rate, is that a good way to go because you've. Ultimately, right. lowered ultimately lowered, lowered you're using your, your money in a more effective way. Yeah. Or do we keep our equity in our homes and do we care if we pay off our houses anymore? Because I'm like, oh, we paid off our house. But I've heard that, why well, do that? It's the lowest interest you can have, pay off your other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So um, it kind of depends on what you're paying off and the monthly savings and also the interest savings over the life of that of mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're starting probably another 30 year mortgage over. Right. Um, so it kind of just depends on your, each individual 
financial situation. But I do think utilizing your equity is beneficial for a lot of people. You're right. Um, is that like a HELOC? Like, could you count that as utilizing your equity is taking I, out a HELOC? Yeah, you could do that. But the HELOCs are variable and usually interest only. Right. Right. So that's risky. Mm -hmm. So, so a cash out, yeah. mm -hmm. which they stopped cash outs for a while, didn't they? Um, they put a pause on them for a minute. A while. Uh -huh. yeah. Ca well, define cash out. So I don't know what that is. My house is worth 600,000. Mm -hmm. I only owe 400. So, so I'm going to take a hundred out. Yeah. Okay. You can't, you don't want to take all, you can't you even. Can't. You can't. You're maxed to 80% loan to value. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and it, because you, they won't let you go over to 80%. When you're pulling oh, cash right. out. Oh, right. No, right. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I do and remember then, that now. Otherwise. But if you're buying your first house, you have to pay that mortgage insurance. Insurance. Yeah. PMI. If you in. go over 80%. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah, it's every individual. That's kind of why I always think it's important to have a loan officer kind of as in your corner. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you can call to run those numbers for you quickly and tell you what interest rates are doing. And if you if they know that this is something that you want to do, keep an eye on this for me. They can watch it for you. It's a beneficial ally. Yeah. Right? And it does it ever bug you? I mean, no. I know I texted you all the time. OK, <laughs> I want a pool. What should I do? <laughs> OK, I'm not getting Lots a pool. Now what, now, what I do? I do? Yeah. now what should I do? Now what should I do? No, it doesn't bug me. I actually like running the numbers and and helping people figure out the best options uh -huh. yeah. for them. And if an equity line is the best option, it is. But it's just a little bit more of a risky option. Right. Than just doing mm -hmm. it on your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because with with pulling cash out or even buying now instead of renting, you know, well, there's a little saying going around that I keep hearing, you know, you you date the rate, you marry the house. So lock in the purchase price on the house now because right. mm -hmm. it's supposed to keep projecting or appreciating. So you're still going to, yeah, you'll have, yes, you'll have equity right. in a year. But if rates all of a sudden come back down in six months, a year, two years, you just refinance it and drop your interest rate and you still have the benefit of the purchase price you locked in. Right. Well, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and how much longer do you think that we'll be able to claim interest for our mortgages on taxes? Oh, I have no idea. I don't, they keep saying they're going to take, take it away. Really? Why? That's what I've heard. Oh, too, is, is that, that was, that was away, a benefit of owning a house. Right. That was because you had the tax. Yeah. yeah. Cause you had the tax uh -huh. right off. Yeah, and right what up. that's, you know, I've heard from different people. And of course, like I'm just a, I hear, I don't talk to the people, mm -hmm. the ex experts, whoever the people are, mm -hmm. um, that the whole idea of jumping into that, like Patty said is like, so that you have that, mm -hmm to balance off and to not pay off your house because then you can't claim that interest on your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I mean, it's, it's a little bit of interest. It's I mean, not, it's, it's, it's it, not is, a, it adds up. It's not a huge tax but break. It's but it's not a huge tax break mm -hmm. to base everything Based off on of, what you're paying in interest yeah. versus Especially what you get on your taxes. those that have their interest in the threes or twos. I mean, right. you're not paying a whole lot there. So, right. Um, but yeah, when people compare, oh, I don't, I don't want to buy right now because the interest rate's so high. Well, if you're renting, you're paying a hundred percent interest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really true. That is a good way to put it. it. You know, you're, that's an interesting way you're building it. your landlord's wealth instead of your own. Right. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting that's an, that's way a, to look at it. But that is a really, mm hmm so I worry about um, cost of living here in Southern Utah for mm -hmm. 
you know, newlyweds or first time home buyers or or kids that are just kids trying are, to move out on their own. Yeah. And, yeah. and I worry about how, you know, we we have three kids, two of them own one here and one up north and our other child is renting and I know they're working towards a down payment to find something when they can mm -hmm. figure out like as costs maybe come down a little bit or right. building costs maybe but what's your advice for anyone trying to buy a home right now having a plan at least working towards it is key um, even if you think that it's not something in the cards for you right now talking to a loan officer to just lay it out. Like if you have credit issues or you're working on a down payment, just go over all the numbers and see, maybe you're not as far off as you think you are. Right. Um, having a plan to get there, if that's something that you, I mean, to me, having owning my own home is a security. Right. Because that's, I mean, your landlord can raise your rent up. Every right. year. Right. Yeah. Every so, lease. I talked renewal. to a lady last week that said that her apartment, her whole apartment complex was raised by 24% in Phoenix. <gasps> what? Oh my yeah. gosh. It was, it added up to be like $450 a month more. That's a lot. Wow. I mean, she didn't have control of that, you know? Sure. And with us, I mean, yes, your property taxes can go can up. Bump it that's up. Ours do, yeah, ours that's do very small compared to. That's not 24%. Month. No. no. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. So. I don't, did I answer your question? Yeah. So a plan, talk to a mortgage officer. So you know what mm -hmm. you uh, need to take care of as far as your credit concerned, what kind of money you want to come mm -hmm. in. If uh, percentage wise, you yep. need to definitely make a plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the, and this, you, you can never even say what an average is because it's based on a purchase price, mm -hmm. but is there a percentage of down payment that, mortgage companies are looking at now or looking for? No, no, it's every individual's um, situation. You know, their financial, if it's their first home or an investment property, every that kind of dictates what kind of down payment they have to have. Okay. Um, and again, I'm governed by not saying percentages, right, but there are right. options for little to no money down. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so those things are still yes. out there and, and still available mm -hmm. because I'm hearing stories of, of people that, have to put down like 10,000, 20,000, uh, that that's kind of the new norm. Or 20%. Uh -huh. And that yeah. might be because of their financial situation to get oh. their debt to income ratios in line. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. That might be why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why if you talk to a mortgage officer, you're going to get, you're going to learn that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Listen, before we, the, your plan is save 10 grand and let's mm -hmm. figure out a way to do that. Yeah. And then let's talk to your creditors and let's get right. this little mm -hmm. guy's paid off or whatever yeah, you need right. to do to clean up your yeah. credit. And getting a gift from family is an option, mm -hmm. especially if you're a first time home buyer. Getting a gift. Like mm -hmm. I gifted money to I somebody. I gift you $50 mm -hmm. to put yes. to your <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but fun. to that too. So the shift that we're seeing in the market right now. So anybody that was trying to buy a home last year or 2020, you know, they were getting outbid and it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It was happening yeah. to my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's settled. The frenzy is, that's I would say, gone. Tasked, in my which opinion. is so yes. good because that was also driving the price of homes. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to outbid each other. It was an auction at that point. So um, I'm starting to see 
sellers paying for clo- closing costs again, which is oh, great for buyers. Right. Because um, then they don't have to come up with their down payment and their closing costs. Right. Um, and I've even seen some builders and other sellers agree to pay. Um, I just got a contract a couple weeks ago that the, the seller agreed to pay $10,000 to buy the interest rate down. Wow. And so that we were able to use that to buy the rate down and it saved um, in their situation. It saved them about $250 a month. I think it was. My That's gosh. awesome. So things so are getting things better. Are getting better. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Cause it got, it was such a seller's market and mm-hmm. I know my daughter and, and her husband, Abby was, they would mm-hmm. go look at a, a place and they were pre-qualified, but someone would jump in mm-hmm. and then, you know, they're like, I don't want to pay over appraisal. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were visiting with a guy on Orcas Island when we were in the San Juan Islands and he was telling us, cause I asked him that question, what did COVID do to the market here? And of course it shot it right through the roof to the point that people were coming in with cash offers way over the top and writing letters mm-hmm. as to what they would do with the property yeah. and if it was a piece of property that had been in the family, what we'll do to yeah maintain mm-hmm. your heritage and things like that. And I had never in my life even considered that it had gotten that mm-hmm. right. much of a... It was- very dog eat dog. Competitive. Yeah, it was well. And I remember Abby and Austin went and looked at a, a house and they were they felt like they they were trying to sell them. Right. Yeah. yeah like right. we're oh, the ones. We're, we're nice the ones. people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. should sell Which it is, to yeah. us. The yeah. whole thing with the you're letter. About it. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. And so. You know, we went from. Oh, I think Austin did write the seller a letter. Did he? he did. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's insane because you know mm-hmm. we have seen the market at one extreme. I feel like we are now moving and how maybe we're moving past this extreme that we've Mm -hmm. seen for the last couple of years. So I think it's fantastic Mm -hmm. that Kia, there are people like you in your profession that this is what you want to do to help people to make this, if it's their dream to make this happen for them and help them to see Mm -hmm. the things that will get them there. Yeah. Um, you never know what's possible. Well, and that's I what I was just going to say. Kia yeah. works like she has magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to say, I don't know I that know. at the top we said. Ki- did, Kia we put, Blake? did we put did Kia we, Blake's picture up there? I miss Kia so Blake. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook, um, it's Mortgages with Kia. And she has a wealth of knowledge and also can help you with your plan. What do I need to do? What do I want? What am I looking for? And what's what are possible. what's possible? But also, what are the um, different different things programs? that are available yeah. that are out there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Besides first time home buyers, there's also the um, isn't there if you're in rural yeah areas? Rural oh yeah, right on the yeah. outskirts uh-huh. of yeah. Ivan USDA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And are there like is it a, like not VA lending or FHA? Yep, if you're a veteran, yep. VA lending, VA lending, FHA. Is FHA that a is a first home thing. buyer. Are they mm-hmm. still doing HUD homes? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen one for a while, but yes, they're still out okay. there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, Kia, if you so, knew that I was an escrow officer in you 1994. <laughs> you, what? I was. I was an escrow officer for a mortgage company in um, Orem when Riley and I moved to Orem from Long Beach. And Bailey was a year and a half old. Mm. I worked for a mortgage company 
And um, I, I was going to ask about I, every day. I was a notary. <laughs> I got my notary nice. and I closed too. loans. And that was a uh, hundred years ago. And then interest rates shot up and our, our, the company I worked for, um, it was a refinance company because mm. people mm-hmm. were refinancing. And then yeah. as interest rates went up, they that couldn't was it. hang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was good for me because it got me back down to St. George. So I finished college and became mm-hmm. a teacher because it really wasn't an interest of mine, but yeah. it was kind of fun to go. I do go over all the closing docs with everyone and mm-hmm. sign everything and then notarize it. And I probably did it for four months. Wow. And I just remember Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. <laughs> and the refrigerator was not on the addendum. I'm sorry. <laughs> because, yeah. Wow, I learn yep. more about you yes. all the time. I, it's like a Christmas present every day. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor. There's always some other <laughs> thing. I'm going to break out and sing. I want to go to that. Too. Yeah. Are you taking the kids? No, just me and Jesse and some of her friends. Oh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. 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 Friends, please contact our very good friend, Kia. She can walk you through all the things. Absolutely. All the things and is just a plethora of knowledge. Yeah, flowing. and just flowing. so flowing. 100 times so sweet. And also, um, don't sell yourself short. Because yeah. if you're worried that you're not in a position, you may not know that you really are in a good or position. That you're much or you're really close. Than you you um, were. So yeah. I encourage everyone to go out there and yeah, and see what you can do. Kia, thank, thank you, you. So, Kia, thanks so, so much. much. Yeah. It was so great. To I, have I'm you. actually encouraged. I this isn't a discouraging time. No, we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah, going to be fine. Absolutely. Everything's going to be fine. Perfect. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.